today is the uh, sermon five from the collection of thoughts that we were gathering together from beyond the borders. Today I want to talk to our church about next level. That's what I'm going to title my sermon as next level. If you have ever been in uh, gaming, uh, if you love gaming, uh, you always see that you, you finish your first level and you're excited about your second level. My son Josiah, somebody introduced to him about um, certain games on phone and Apple devices and he's into that and he's so excited every time he finishes, he beats his own records. He's so excited. He comes to me and I'm like, I care less about it, but still because he's excited, I'm like, wow, wonderful Josiah. I'm so happy for you. And he's excited about the next level. But uh, the next level, sometimes, you know, we have to pay extra money to get him to the next level. I'm like, okay, I think we should be satisfied with the first level that you've been paying. I don't want to pay anything more for you to go to the next level. You know, we're always excited about the next levels, maybe in our games or maybe in our businesses, maybe in our work, maybe um, in, within our relationships. You know, we always want to see where we can grow, how we can grow, how we can proceed into the next level. I know all of us in this room, we're not happy where we are at right now. We want to see some level of a growth in our life. We want to see some level of a, a, a positional uh, a replacement from where we were at in the past season, the next level. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm about to see next level growth in my life. Come on, y'all, believe it. This is a prophetic word into your life. Just look at them, give them a high five. Let them know I'm about to see a next level in my spiritual life, in my family life. I'm about to see a next level. Now, if you want to believe that for your, all the gamers in this room, if you want to believe that for your gaming season, maybe I will just want to bless you with, you might see a next level in your gaming industry as well. But wherever you are, I pray that we as a church and a congregation, as a ministry, individuals leading whatever, Ever, uh, services, wherever you are positioning yourself, you will see next level. Next level in your business, next level in your school, next level in your, in your relationships, next level anointing, I pray, is released in this hour. Can I hear an amen? Let there be a next level anointing all across. And under the sound of my voice, if you're tuning in online, let there be a next level anointing in every walk and journey of your life. Listen. You thought sometimes when we come across a dead end, we think this is it. We think this is all I could ever do it. Maybe this is the stop sign. I cannot see myself going beyond it. This is it. My life journey ends right here. It might be a sickness. It might be being at the hospital. It might be going through something really, really difficult for the very first time in your life. And you think that this is it. This is it. Every time you think this is it, God said, I am just getting started. I will make a way where there seems to be no way. God specializes in the roadway systems where there seems to be no way. He just opens up the door. Where there seems to be no way, He just cracks and divides the oceans. Where there seems to be no access spaces, God says, baby, you have no idea what I can do. If you believe, you shall see the glory of mine revealing a new pathway for you to move forward in your life. 
where we think it is dead end where we think I cannot see myself beyond it, where I think I cannot imagine my family going beyond this, where I think that my business cannot grow beyond these limitations, where I think my ministry cannot grow beyond these circumstances. God said, the anointing of the scriptures, you will by the power of the Almighty God scale up the mountains. Oh, Sherubabel, you might understand the limitations that is around you, but I gotta declare the good news and the promises of God's scriptures that he will break open the bronze doors and the iron gates for this is the anointing of God to take you beyond the borders. But here is some people who have trusted in your own works and your ways and your laurels that you have accepted in the past. But you have come to a point of seeing that um, this is probably a dead end. But let me repeat my statement once again. Whatever you thought to be a dead end, God says, I am able to open a new door. Let this be a season that God will open a new door in your life. I believe there is somebody in this room. You walked in through this space wanting to hear this word in your life. You think this is a dead end? Everybody else can make it, but maybe my family cannot because of all the baggages and the past that I have been carrying. But God says, no. I'm just getting started to use you. I'm just getting started to use your family. I'm just getting started to use your business, your ministry, wherever you are. I specialize. I specialize in opening new doors and new ways. Listen, whenever you are on a journey, we all love seeing milestones. What does milestones help us to understand? Milestones help us to understand we are closer to the journey and also milestones help us to understand how far we have come from the place of origin. Two things. Milestones help us to understand how close you are to the journey. How many parents in this room, you have gone on a road tripping with your kids uh, and, and the question that they keep asking from the back, uh, huh? Are we? Oh my goodness. It's like a song. It's like an anthem. You know, my greatest mistake, I think, was to drive to Florida with Josiah. It was a 13-hour drive, and all through the 13-hour, well, we just left Saxe. That's where we live. We entered Rockwall, and he started asking, are we there yet? Are we there yet? For the next 10 hours straight, two hours, he was sleeping. But the 10 hours, <laughs> he kept asking, are we there yet but every time I see those milestones every time my GPS says you are this hour close you're this distance close it just reminds me of two things how far I have come and how more I have to go are you with me church and all of us in this room we might have felt that in our life journey as well see milestones help you understand how far you have come as a Christian in a Christian journey look at your own life how pathetic how bad how stenchful, how decayed our past was, but how far we have come. Milestone help us to understand it's the grace of God that has brought me thus far. Not by merit, not by power, not by influence, not by knowledge, but it is the power and the redemptive work of the cross that has brought me thus far. But here's my understanding also. Milestones just help you understand how far you have gone and how far you have to go. But that's not the destination. 
A lot of us, we camp at the milestone thinking this is it. No, God said this is just to help you understand how more I'm going to take you. If I have led you thus far, I am faithful to take you beyond the borders. I am faithful to take you beyond the Red Sea. I am faithful to take you beyond your Jordan. I am faithful to take you beyond your Gilgal. And that brings me Make sure that I mention all the scriptures for today. Let's read 2 Kings chapter 2 verse 9 and 10. 2 Kings chapter 2 verse 9 and 10 is the story of Elijah. Uh, one of the greatest prophets uh, the nation of Israel have come across. And his associate Elisha. Elijah and Elisha are partners in ministry. Where well, it's interesting to see when two ministry leaders a group of ministry leaders unite their ideas, their visions, their directions to see how God wants to uh, do in their time and what God wants to do in their generation. When you read through 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 9 and 10, let me read it for you. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, Tell me, what can I do for you before I'm taken from you? Elisha. Let me inherit a double portion of your spirit, Elisha replied. Verse 10, you have asked a difficult thing, Elijah said. Yet, yet, if you see me when I am taken from you, it will be yours. Otherwise, it will not. An interesting story that helps us understand the unity of two ministry leadership. One is Elijah. To the ministry and the work of Elijah, God has opened up new areas of influence for the children of Israel. And as they continue to depend on the prophetic voice to lead them in their day-to-day -day life and their kings and kingdoms to be ruled and governed and to move forward, there comes a season when Elijah realizes this is it. I may have to end my journey anytime soon, but I don't want to keep my ministry just to myself. But God had already decided that the ministry of Elijah will continue towards another man that Elijah was raising up in his shadows. And Elisha comes into the prominence. When you read through the stories, you understand when they had crossed over the river, Elijah asked Elisha, one of the questions every leader must ask uh, somebody they are training and mentoring in this generation. What can I do for you? I'm about to leave. I'm about to uh, 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 empty a spot here. I'm about to vacate an area. What am I able to do? How can I minister unto you? What can I provide unto you? All of us in this room. God has positioned us in a place of influence. Everybody influences somebody. Are you with me? Everybody influences somebody. There's nobody in this room. No matter what limitations you may be talking about. But even with your limitations. Every single one of us are influencing somebody. Are you with me church? Maybe we're... in. In your, in your work, in your school, in your ministry, wherever God has positioned you, you are influencing someone. But here's the question Elijah uh, uh, compelled, uh, was compelled to ask. In the leadership authority, that, that, that vessel in his life, tell me, 
what can I do for you before I am taken from you? A question that oftentimes I believe leaders across all platforms, if you're a director, if you are a business leader, wherever you are, I pray that this is a Christian uh, 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 culture that we form up in our life, that we are to ask people, what can I do unto you? You know, what can I in my ability, in my influence, in my authority, what can I do to you? Elisha replied one thing, Master, I've been serving you all this while. I've seen you do all these miracles. The only thing that I need you to do is that I receive the double portion anointing from you. Elijah and Elijah walked closer. Now look into this. The, 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 the sermon where I want to take our church into is there are places that shaped Elijah's ministry to go beyond the borders. Places that shaped Elisha's ministry to go beyond the borders. Listen, when you look at the, the scriptures here in 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 1 to 10, 1 through 10, you see the conversations that take place between Elijah and Elisha. I'm going to read that scripture. If you have your Bibles, um, take it with me. Uh, 2 Kings chapter 2, verses 1 to to five verses one to ten i think we'll have the scriptures on our screen as well um let's take these bibles and let's start reading i highly encourage that we bring our bibles to church carry it teach our children as well it's a good habit to practice in our life let nations and people around us know you carry the word of god second Kings chapter two verses one to ten it says when the lord was about to take elijah up to heaven in a whirlwind elijah and Elisha were on the way from Gilgal. Elijah said to Elisha, stay here. The Lord has sent me to Bethel. But Elisha said, as surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. Verse 3, the company of the prophets at Bethel came to Elisha and asked, do you know that the Lord is going to take your master from you today? Elisha said, yes, I know. Elisha replied, so be quiet. In other words, in today's terminology, it just means shut up right now. Verse 4 says, then Elijah said to him, stay here, Elisha. The Lord has sent me to Jericho. So we already covered Gilgal. Bethel now we talk about Jericho and he replied as surely as the Lord lives and as you live I will not leave you so they went to Jericho verse 5 the company of the prophets at Jericho went to Elisha and asked him do you know that the Lord is going to take your master from you today uh, yes I know he replied so be quiet then Elijah said to them, said to him, stay here. Now the Lord has sent me to Jordan. Okay, so you see uh, Gilgal, Bethel, Jericho. And the fourth place that we read here is, what's the word? Jordan. Then Elijah said to him, stay here. The Lord sent me to Jordan. And he replied, as surely as the Lord lives, as you live, I will not leave you. So the two of them walked on. 50 men from the company of the prophets went and stood at a distance facing the place where Elijah and Elisha had stopped at the Jordan. Elijah 
took his cloth, rolled it up and struck the water with it. The water divided uh, to the right and to the left and the two of them crossed over to the dry ground. Verse nine, when they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, tell me, what can I do for you before I'm taken from you? Elisha said, let me inherit a double portion of your spirit, Elisha said. Verse 10, you've asked a difficult thing, Elijah said. Yet if you see me when I'm taken from you, it will be yours. Otherwise, it will not. Uh, I know all of us in this room, we have heard this in our Sunday school, growing up in our Christian education or in our life groups, small groups, wherever you have, you have read through these stories uh, many, 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 many times. You've seen Elijah and Elisha walking hands together uh, and, and you see all the conversations and the stories. But here's something that I want us as a church to understand. This is a season for us to go, to go going beyond our borders to go beyond the borders Elijah and Elisha are crossing over the sea and and the river and they are going forward crossing over cities but there are four important cities that I want to bring your attention towards what determined the second portion anointing in the life of Elisha to go beyond the borders of your ministry to go beyond the borders of your current circumstances determining the way Elisha perceived the ministry and the calling that Elijah was carrying you know number one when you look into that that's why I make sure that you understand milestones are not final destinations sometimes we think these are the milestone this is it but God said no there is another place that I want to take you there is another space and territory that I want to train you with listen don't settle where you are at get targeting the next level in your life are you with me all across in all of your businesses and ministries and wherever don't settle where you are at right now let this be a word for you in 2023 in your family life in your relationships in your prayer in your attitude in your devotion in your spiritual life in in in, in any place of influence where God has positioned you don't settle where you are at right now can I hear an amen from the church today are you in agreement church in our ministry, don't, don't settle in. Don't settle in. You know, I'm always a guy who wants to make moves. I want to make to the, the next level. I want to see. I'm never satisfied. I'm satisfied and happy with what has happened. And after that, I see myself positioning myself to grow beyond. And I want the church also to understand. It's our season to understand what God wants to do through us. Don't settle where you are at. Get targeting for the next level. Get targeting for the next level. See, when you move to the next level... You have to understand there is something that you are leaving behind. Are you with me? When you're moving to the next level, there is some things that you're leaving behind. You can't take everything to the next level. There are things that are going to be left behind. But also understand something very important. Next level, next level demons as well. Can I hear an amen? When you every time when you move up in any game, Next level brings up next level challenges. What you did not encounter, you know, as a kid, I used to play Mario games and I loved the first level was easy. It was an easy setup for you to move up. But as you move up to the next level, what happens? New level demons show up. 
Are you with me, church? The new level demons show up. Why? Because they don't want you to move to the another level. So every time in whatever walk and journey of your life, your ministry, wherever God has positioned you, when you get going to the next level in your, in your ways of affection towards somebody, in, in your ways of determination to conquer certain things in your life, when you move up to the next level, always expect the next level demonic spirits attacking. The next level pushbacks in your life. The next level hindrances in your life. Sometimes it could be people. You know what? Demonic spirits use people to bring hindrances in your life. Demons never come with a horn and in a black suit and walk up in your place and you know looking like vampire or Dracula and coming hey I'm demon I'm gonna stop you now no it's a person uh, uh, you worked with that will be used by the demonic spirits are you with me Hallelujah Judas was selected by Jesus was in a moment he allowed the demonic spirit to enter him uh, though it was a setup of the divine plans but still Judas allowed a spirit a demonic spirit to just get into his life be very careful in your next level ministry in your next level calling it could be the same amount of people that have stood with you that will turn their backs on you let's read from the scriptures here when they crossed over number one is the place called Gilgal Gilgal is a beautiful place Gilgal is a place where the old has to live uh, in, in, the, in the nation of Israel now Joshua chapter 5 verse 9 is the scripture for it Joshua chapter 5 verse 9 says then the Lord said to Joshua today I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you so the place has been called Gilgal to this day very carefully understand this Gilgal is a place where God wanted to separate the past and the present to where he wants to take you into the future are you with me church Gilgal is the place where the past has to leave the children of Israel were gathering together all the time and they were singing glory and laurels of Egypt they were sitting how beautiful Egypt was all through the journey. See, you cannot see further when you continue to keep looking back. Hallelujah. Are you with me, church? You cannot move forward if you keep looking back. Oh, wonderful. I have those milestones. Great was my days at Egypt. Great was my days when I was at slavery. You, you didn't have your own address. You're living under the address of somebody else and you are thinking, glorying all those places where God has led you far from here. And today Gilgal is the place where God says, I want to make sure that your past comes behind you no more. Are you with me church? Past addictions, sinful desires. How many people in this room, you're thankful of the gift of salvation in your life? Can I see a raise of hands? That you are thankful of the gift of salvation in our life. That the old has passed away. The old Egypt. Egypt signifies sinfulness. The old desires of the flesh. As a carnal man has passed away. God says as you go forward into the promised land. As you go forward into the places that I want to take you. You have to come to the meeting place of Gilgal. 
where Joshua chapter 5 verse 9 says, the Lord said to Joshua, today, this day, I am rolling away the reproach of Egypt from you. Egypt cannot approach you no more. Egypt cannot conquer you no more. Egypt cannot put you in binds and chains no more. Egypt cannot come back against you no more. I am giving you a deliverance from your past today. Under the sound of my voice, I rebuke that spirit of Egypt that keeps coming back and haunting you and pulls you back into your past. I rebuke that spirit in Jesus' name today. God says, I want you to go beyond the borders of where you are at currently. Gilgal was the place. Listen to this. Gilgal was the place where the old has to leave. It's a place of new beginnings. Have you come to your Gilgal yet? A place of new beginnings. My shame, my guilt, my sin, my pain, my past, my abuses. Everything is left behind in Gilgal as I move forward. Gilgal is a place where the old is buried. Gilgal is a place of new beginnings in Christ Jesus. The next place that we read about was they moved from Gilgal to a place called Bethel. We read that um, in, 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 in verse number three. We read that in verse number three. The company of prophets at Bethel came to Elisha and asked, do you know that the Lord is going to take your master away from you? Yes, I know. Elisha replied, so be quiet. You know, the company of prophets uh, in other words, in, 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 the, in the Hebrew, when you look into that, in other words, it's, it's, it's a very discouraging approach that the company of prophets came and surrounded Elijah, Elisha with. It's a very discouraging approach. Do you know your master is going to be taken away from you? Do you know that you're going to be left alone hanging in that? Do you know that there is no more help? Do you know that you are going to be lonely forever? Do you know that there is no end? Do you know that there is no better life? Do you know this is it? Do you know you have come to a dead end? Do you know you cannot make it? Do you know you cannot go to the next level? But what did Elisha do? What did Elisha do? He said, be be quiet. In today's terminology, I would say, shut up. I don't need you anymore. I don't need you anymore. Some voices in your life must be, shut up. <laughs> Not every voice that you hear all the time is encouraging. Not every voice that you hear constantly is lifting you up. Not every voice in your life is wanting to see you in the next level. There are the same kind of people. It's the prophets anointed by God. But very condescending, very discouraging when they approach Elisha. Do you know that today your master will be taken away from you? It might be your boss. It might be your co-worker. It might be your family member. It might be anybody. But always discern the voice. Discern the voice of the people. That you surround you with. Not everybody in their right intentions want you to thrive in life. Not everybody. And that's why I said demons use people. Can I hear an amen? Demons use people. It's the same people. 
that should be supporting the ministry at Bethel, at Jericho, at Jordan. But guess what they are saying? Do you know? You're going to be left alone now. Do you know? You're going to be left alone with nobody. Maybe that encouraged Elisha to ask for the double portion. I don't want to do life just by myself. I have seen the glory of God manifest through the miracles, wonders of Elijah was performing. And today, I don't want to limit myself to what has happened in Elijah's life, but to shut up everybody else around. I want to see a double portion anointing in my life. But he could not limit himself to Bethel. He asked the people to be quiet. And he continued to journey on with Elijah. If he heard the voices of the people around him, he will limit himself to the greatest potential God can use him. If he had heard the voices of the people around him and succumbed to what their opinions were, he will always find himself limited to what God can do in him and through him. And we see in verse 4, Elijah said to him, stay here. Uh, sorry, they came to Bethel. The next place that, that, that brings their attention towards is Bethel. Bethel is called or known as a place where God talks. Bethel is known as this is the house of God. Whose story that we, comes to our mind when we read about Bethel. It's the story of Jacob. Genesis chapter 28 verse 16 says when Jacob woke up from his sleep, he thought surely the Lord is in this place and he was not aware of it. He was afraid and said, how awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Verse 18, early the next morning, Jacob took the stone he placed under his head, set up as a pillar and poured oil on top of it. He called that place Bethel. Though the city used to be called Luz. And when you read through the stories here, you see how God used Jacob to actually bring up with a new name. Because of an encounter he had with God at Bethel. Bethel is known as the gate of heaven. Bethel is the place where the portals of heaven just opened up for his son Jacob. Who was lonely, depressed, all by himself. But God decided to have a conversation. God decided to encourage him. Why? Because Jacob, this is not the place where you are at. You need to go to the beyond the borders. You need to go to the promised land that I have promised your forefathers. But before you make that journey, I need to have this encounter with you. Otherwise, you will second to the ideas and the, and the opinions of others surrounding you. But today is a place where you are having a divine encounter from God. He had a divine encounter. Bethel is a place where God talks to you. Have you come to your Bethel yet? See, Gilgal was a place where uh, your old passes away. It's a new beginning. And symbolically, when you look at it, it's a journey of a Christian life. A place where the old passes away. God begins to do something in your life, but you don't settle there. You make every move possible to come closer to God. Are you with me, church? You don't, you don't be stuck at Gilgal no, ma no more. Because the more you're stuck at Gilgal, you will be limited to that place. You will never have an encounter at Bethel if you're stuck at Gilgal. God has began a new work. You're coming to your Bethel. Bethel is a place where God 
talks to you. Turn to your neighbor and say, I am at my battle right now. I am at my battle. Look at, look at them. Give them a smile. Give them a high five. Some of them are sleeping. Just slap them on the shoulder and let them know, wake up. I'm at my battle. God talks to us at us at our battle. God talks to us at our battle. I pray that in your journey of life, you have left your Gilgal, a place of new beginnings, and you come to a place of your battle where God talks to you, where God opens up, pours out into your life, transforms you. You have deepened conversations with God. See, you can be a nominal Christian or you can be a rooted Christian. A rooted Christian will always have deeper conversations with God. Bethel is your place where the portals of heaven will be opened up. In the, in the midst of your limitations, God will use you. They move forward from, uh, from Bethel. When you read the uh, scriptures, verse 5 onwards, you see verse 4 actually. Then Elijah said to him, stay here, Elisha. The Lord has sent me to another place, Jericho. And he replied, as surely as the Lord lives and you live, I will not leave you. They went to Jericho. In order to get the double point, double point anointing, double portion anointing, uh, in order to move beyond the borders of what the limitations has been in the past generation, your, 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 your assignment uh, is very important. But more than that, your alignment to the vision is crucial. A lot of us are worried about assignments. Uh, I get to do something on a Sunday morning. I get to do something on Saturday. I get to do something on a Wednesday. We're worried about assignments. We're worried about the schedules. We're worried about the events. But you're not, you're not focusing on the alignments. The alignment will take you to places even though the place may look small. Are you with me? Alignment is crucial in your ministry. Alignment is crucial in your business partnerships. Alignment is crucial in your relationship. Husband and wife is your alignment within your family dynamics that help you to move forward in life. Within our children, within any relationship that you get to share, your alignment is more crucial than just the given assignment. Assignment may be counted down to days or an event and, and be forgotten right after that. But an alignment moves beyond that. Are you with me, church? Hallelujah. Some people get emotional when they get to church and they dedicate and they surrender themselves and they get themselves positioned to do certain assignments in that emotion. If you get to do things in your emotion, you will walk out of it in your emotions as well. But you're aligning yourself to the vision and the course of work that God wants to do. No matter how hardships may come, no matter what turbulent times may come, no matter what deep waters you may have to go through. But God says if your alignment and your heart's vision, if your soul and your heart is caused to the ministry of the church or the work that God wants to do through you, no matter what and how hard the times may be, you will always stay the course. Alignment is crucial, not just assignment. Assignment is part of the journey. As you move to the next level, you finish your first grade assignment. You finish your second grade assignment you finish your third grade assignment you finish your Gilgal you finish your Bethel but you're closing yourself more and more towards the place that God has shown for you they journey on from there they journey on from Bethel now they go to Jericho 
And then Elijah said to him, stay here. The Lord has sent me to Jericho. But verse 5, again comes the company of prophets at Jericho. Went up to Elisha and asked him, do you know? Again, the same naysayers. Again, the same uh, discouragers. Some people are anointed just to make discouragements. Are you with me? Have you come across those people? Somebody said their wife. <laughs> discouragements. Discouragements. They're just anointed for that. The more you have a clear understanding of your calling, your vision, what people say will matter less to you. If you're focused on what people say, you will always be trying to do things to just please people. We are not called to please people. We're called to please God. We're not called to please people. We're called to please God. I pray, wherever God has positioned you to be His light, the salt of the earth, position you to carry out the mandate and the calling of God, that we don't position ourselves to what people have to say, but align ourselves to the vision what God has declared over our life. Verse 5 again. Can I have the worship team? Do you know that the Lord is going to take your master from you? He said, I know. I know. More than you do, I know. I heard it firsthand. You might have just overheard the conversations, but I know that my master is about to leave. I know about it because I'm very focused on my mission. I'm aligning to the ministry. I know it. But you may have to keep quiet. This season maybe you need to exercise your spiritual authority to shut some people up. Oh Daniel, you could be in the lion's den. But they will never harm you. Because the Spirit of God comes as the fourth man present. That's where you see Daniel fasting actually. The lions went on a fast. They could not eat Daniel no more. Because their mouths were shut by God. Are you with me? Elisha had to use your, his spiritual authority. If you ask me as a pastor, sometimes I use my spiritual authority in my prayer. If I see things not working, I'm like, God, in Jesus' name, I bind the mouth of naysayers. I just use my spiritual authority. And I've seen how God has worked. I've seen how God has used. I've seen how God is continuing to do so. I just go into my prayer closet. I just come here in the church and I just pray, God, make a bold declaration here. God, I don't see this as aligning to the vision. Are you with me, church? Elisha had to declare, shut up now. I know who called me. I know I'm on a journey. I know God is positioning, aligning, and taking me to another place. They crossed over Jericho. Listen, Jericho is known as a city of palm trees. Um, Jericho was a place of past victories. You know all the story, right? Jericho is famous in biblical history for the first town 
that was attacked by the Israelites under the leadership of Joshua after they crossed the Jordan River. It's historically very relevant in the life of Israelites. Why? Because it was the first city that they had to encounter while they are marching towards their promised land. They came across hindrances. The kings did not, the rulers did not allow them to pass through. God said, what did not allow you to pass through? You're about to take them down. It's a place of your past victories. Now, Elisha and Elijah are at Jericho, a place of past victories. All of us in this room are bearing the testament of God's goodness in your life. Miracles, signs, wonders, breakthrough, positional growth, influences, wherever God has taken you, you are basking in the glory of what has happened at Jericho. But listen, Jericho is not the place for you to settle in. It's just a place for you to remind yourself of God's goodness. That's the place of your milestone. Milestone helps you understand how far you have come and how far you must be going. God said, Jericho is not the place where you have to stay. Jericho was a place that reminded Elisha again, if I have led the children of Israel, I am faithful to lead you again. I am faithful to be on your side. They crossed over Jericho. They moved to the fourth place that shaped Elisha's ministry to go beyond the borders. In other words, it's going next level. From Gilgal to Bethel, next level. From Bethel to Jericho, next level. From Jericho, from Jericho to Jordan, next level what does jordan mean jordan symbolically or in 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 hebrew times it means a, a river that flows downwards that flows backwards you know the, the uh, and it's, it's, a, it's a place in other words it's a place of death that a lot of people have encountered death in the place of jordan and also when you look at biblically jordan was a place where they did baptism services in the new testament john the baptist baptized people at the river Jordan what does it mean there are certain things that must die at Jordan are you with me church before you receive the double portion anointing or in other words before Elijah is transformed into a spirit spiritual body to receive his eternity he must go through his Jordan experience Jordan is a place where he died his old self died. His ambitions died. A clear vision of where God is directing him. Four places in the Bible that shaped Elisha's ministry to go beyond the borders. Gilgal, a place where the old had to leave. It's a place of new beginning. Bethel, a place where God talks. Jericho, a place of past victories. Jordan, a place where you encounter death in your life. Beyond that, a child of God shall live. Listen, death just separates us from being earthly into being spiritual. Are you with me, church? Death just separates you from an from a earthly vessel to be a spiritual contend in the presence of the Almighty God. Don't be afraid of death. Don't be afraid of your Jordan. 
But when you cross over your Jordan, that's when you receive. For Elijah, it was a transfiguration into a spiritual body that he could walk into eternity with the presence of God. But for Elisha, it was a place for him to receive the double portion anointing. If he had quit at Gilgal, if he had quit at Jericho, if he had quit at Jordan, my brothers, my friends, if he had quit at Bethel, he would not have received the double portion anointing in his life. Let this be a season for us to understand. Don't let the enemy try to keep you bound with fear when you come through each milestones. The devil is a liar. Stay in faith, trust in the process, be still and always know God has a plan. Turn to your neighbor and let them know, don't be afraid. God has a plan. Come on, y'all. You can do it better. You can do it better. Just encourage somebody right next to you. Put the comments maybe. And, and encourage somebody wherever you are. Don't be afraid. God has a plan. It may look like I'm stuck. It may look like I will not make it. It may look like this is a dead end. But I am going to cross over my Gilgal. I'm going to cross over my Bethel. I'm going to cross over my Jericho. I'm going to cross over my Jordan. God says this is the season for you to go beyond the borders. But every single milestone of your life will remind you how far God has brought you and how further you have to go. Give you all rise up in God's house.